0: Well, well, well. Look who, uh, look who couldn't bear to show his face here this week, Sean. Hey, well,
1: last week we talked about levels. Yeah. I guess I guess United caught their levels with Southampton, and I guess Chelsea caught their levels with Southampton.
0: This is Red Card Radio. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're listening from. Thanks for tuning in. Red Card Radio is a weekly look at the Premier League. Uh, it's generally from, you know, three or four friends who support different clubs. Today, it's just two. Today, it's just two. It's just me. My name is James. I support Arsenal. That is Sean. He supports Tottenham Hotspurs. We should call this the uh, the North London Red Card Radio edition. Um before we dig too too deep into today, of course, this is the review episode for the week. We've got some uh we got match week four that we'll we'll go over and some of the games from the fifth match day have started. So we'll talk about those as well. Um but before we dig too deep into it, if you're new here, if you're just, you know, the algorithm blessed bless this podcast on your algorithm, uh, if you get that subscribe button, hit that like button um after you finish watching, leave us a comment um in the middle, wherever, um share it with a friend. These are all things that we Really, really would, you know, help us out. We're still trying to grow and uh, we would love to have you in the fold. Um, So let's get into it. So match week four and part of match week five. Uh, So match week four kicked off Saturday morning. Southampton were hosting uh, Manchester United. Uh, Manchester United get the one nil win away to Southampton. Brentford and Everton play to a one one draw. Brighton welcomed Leeds uh Brighton get the 1-0 victory. Chelsea were down to 10 men after about 30 minutes in their match against Leicester. Um but the 10 men of Chelsea actually get a 2-1 victory over Leicester. That is uh we had this conversation last week about managers that are on the hot seat and I'm pretty sure someone mentioned Brendan Rodgers. Uh maybe uh maybe he'll be the first to go in the Premier League. I guess we will have to wait and see. Um Except for the fact that Liverpool destroyed Bournemouth nine to nothing, and that resulted in Scott Parker getting fired. So, I guess that conversation was for not. I got a,
1: I got a Buffalo Wild Wings bone to pick with that, but we'll get to it a little <laughs> yeah, bit later. We, I
0: believe we definitely will. We definitely maybe will. tomorrow. Yeah, maybe, maybe tomorrow. Maybe we'll in the news episode. Um, Manchester City uh, hosted hosting uh, Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Palace got up two nothing in that match and proceeded to lose it. 4-2. City get the 4-2 victory. Arsenal... Ooh!
1: Patrick Vieira.
0: Yeah, pretty disappointed about that one. Um, Arsenal hosted Fulham in the London Derby. Arsenal get the 2-1 to victory. Hard-fought game they were down at the beginning of that match. Um, Sunday morning, uh, Aston Villa hosting West Ham. West Ham get the victory. Their first points of the season. Uh, Wolves hosting Newcastle. That game ended in a 1-1 draw. Allen St. Maxim had a absolute stunner. And then, to round out match week four, uh, Nottingham Forest we're hosting Spurs. Nottingham Forest lose nil to two, so Spurs get the two goal victory. Um, And then kicking off the, there's been four games that have been played so far. In the fifth game uh, of the week, of you know fifth match week, yeah, it's it's weird. I'm not really sure how to what 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 nomenclature we want to use for that. But it's the fifth. Hey, listen, we're not
1: we're not on we're not on COVID times anymore. Okay, (laughs) we we're not we're not. We're not somewhere between match day 24 and 23 until Arsenal decide. Maybe we don't want to play this week (laughs) and we'll reschedule it for May.
0: I see what you did there. Okay. But palace hosted Brentford. Uh, That game ended in one one draw. Fulham. We're hosting Brighton. Fulham get the two to one victory. Um, Southampton host Chelsea. That's two tough games in a row. You know, Chelsea, you know, they got beat by United. Uh, they did not get beat by Chelsea. They beat Chelsea two to one. And then rounding out today's games, Leeds and Everton played to a one-one draw. So quickly pull up the table, um, as we are accustomed to doing, even though I will say that the table is completely worthless for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but Arsenal are still on top in first. That's what you could have
1: said to Brad is yeah. that uh we didn't invite him because you have to be in Europe position <laughs> to be invited to this podcast. <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess a couple of years ago, that would have excluded me. There. Or, or he could have got levels by
1: a team that's beating him on uh, goals forced. It is down. It is down to that tiebreaker because yeah. their points are the same. Their goal differential is the same. Southampton is only in seventh based on goals forced.
0: Goal, yeah, they scored. They scored more goals. Yeah. By one. Yes. Um, okay. Which
1: they got today. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so okay, so first position, Arsenal. Second is City. Uh, Tottenham are in third. They all still have yet to play their fifth game. Brighton are up to uh, fourth. Leeds are in fifth. Fulham are up to sixth. Southampton leapfrog Chelsea into seventh. Chelsea dropped to eighth. Brentford are in ninth. Newcastle rounding out the top ten. United are up to 11th. Uh, Liverpool are in 12th. Palace (coughs) are in 13th. Nottingham Forest, Everton, Villa, West Ham. And then in the relegation... Positions are Bournemouth, Wolves, and Leicester. Uh, both Wolves and, Le- and Leicester have yet to win a game, as have Everton. Um, so, yeah, that's where the table lies after um, after these games have been played. Uh, this is going to be an awkward transition if you're on YouTube. I apologize. There we go. Perfect. We're back to it. But yeah so uh that's uh that's where everything lies this as is, we are
1: this is where we start forming right here i know you say it till t- week 10 then you can start taking it seriously this is where you start forming because we're we're entering now that we're at five and we can fill out our last five and what the f- team form. form is form is yes you can start to get a feel of all right what team's vibe and what team's not what's not working so far in the season who's going to make changes obviously we saw last year you know Newcastle can completely flip a table yeah. even even if the table's been decided long decided or decided they can flip it back up and almost finish in the top 10 so it's not over for these people but this is where you start to really see where where the tiers are who's doing good who's like Brighton Brighton still pulling points
0: yeah
1: so you know, you get those indicators of all right, Brighton's probably going to be challenging for Europe if th- this keeps going.
0: I think the forum, uh, the forum comment is is pretty apt in that uh, you're you're going to start to see trends. Who's confident? Who's not confident? Things like that. Um, and I think that that goes a long way to kind of inform maybe like the next month or so. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like looking at you know how many how many teams could could be so you know I mean okay I guess it's just I just. Tottenham or City could be first. Um Totten- Arsenal City or Tottenham, all three of those teams have the ability to be first. Um, no one else can, can be first after five think- games, things like that. But like I, I think I think it's more true for like the lower half of the table. If you look at you know what separates, you know, Liverpool who are on twelfth and uh Wolves who are in nineteenth, it's only three points. So like there's clearly a lot of volatility in that. Yeah. In that sector. But I think to your point, I I really like the idea of like it starts to establish form and confidence and things like that. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. And and like Brighton, I'm singling out um, because they're they're, you know, they're picking up 10 points out of their first five games. That's that's I I said it a week or two ago. That's that's huge for them. That's good. That's big points later. Or it's indicating to us right now that they're going to be maybe challenging for seventh. Maybe they're maybe they're trying to sneak into that spot.
0: Yeah, I definitely think they can feel confident. Um,
1: so especially with West Ham and Leicester, who have occupied that spot for a while, maybe that's a spot they sneak in. I say for a while, trying to cover up for the fact that we were there two years ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: same uh, for a year or two. Um, yeah, maybe they're maybe they're like, hey, let's let's give Europe a try. Let's see what's up going on over there. I mean, I'm sure like.
0: I definitely believe that those, like the Brightons of the world, they would be ecstatic with a, you know, a seventh finish. That that would, that would be a phenomenal finish for them. Yeah. So
1: they'd probably be like, oh crap, we need (laughs) depth.
0: We've never needed this much depth in our life. Yeah. I mean, the world changes for you as a football club and you add Mm -hmm. in that extra competition. Um, Yeah. Let's, uh, Think, what we got this week? I think I think since you know we haven't talked about Arsenal too much over the last couple weeks because there's not been you know a whole lot going on for Arsenal. They've been playing teams that they should beat. Um, but I, I want to start with Arsenal Fulham um, just because a Brad's not here and yeah. we're going to talk about a team winning games that they're supposed to win in yeah. Arsenal. You know, so I, I've seen a lot of this talk recently over the last couple weeks is that Arsenal have had the weakest. Uh, opponent like strength of schedule opponents so far this year um but they're finding ways to win
1: on paper on because pe- Fulham
0: Fulham are better than i
1: I told you guys Fulham was gonna be fine this year yeah I, on I, paper I, Fulham is a win
0: yes yeah, and so you managed to find it I need to uh <laughs> I need to stop picking teams that are going to get relegated because I am just disastrously wrong. Um, I might get one this year in Bournemouth, but I picked Fulham, Bournemouth, and Southampton, and I don't see a world where all three of those teams get relegated anymore. It's been five, you know, four and a half, you know, games or so, and I can't. Oh, I'm just going to stop. We didn't. We didn't do
1: sheets two years ago of integrity.
0: I would have been We should
1: there. have <laughs> because last year you picked Brighton, who finished in the top ten. And this year, you picked Fulham, who might finish in the top ten. <laughs> <It> so, <laughs> so
0: it might be a curse. Like the team that I, yeah, the team that I pick, is gonna finish. one
1: of the three is gonna finish in the top of the table.
0: But, but so like, there's been all this. That all would this, be great. All this chatter on 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 Twitter about how you know it's not really that impressive what Arsenal have done so far. They've won the games that they're supposed to. But I think I, I think that that's Palace beat Palace away. And Palace have been hyper competitive in all the matches they've played. Beat Fulham. That's a good result. I think so too. Uh, Beat Fulham, who have. That's a good result. Have been playing really well this year. Fulham beat Brighton today. Um, So, like. Fulham, Fulham
1: got a point at Anfield, I believe. I don't think that was at Craven Cottage.
0: It was a Craven Cottage. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, oh, yeah. Uh, so th- it, still they got a point off of Liverpool, which uh, so far is not very impressive. But it it's at, by the end of the season, by the end of the season, it will be very impressive. It's still impressive. Uh, and then damn near got a point at, at Arsenal.
0: <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> like mean, that so, was a close they, game. They took the lead. Um, it was a mistake. So I will say this: Arsenal dominated Fulham. We dominated them. Um, it was a mistake that they scored on, and then within eight minutes we had we had established parity. And then it was it was nervy for the last twenty minutes because Arsenal were certainly pressing for a a goal. Um and it it, it took a a corner, like a set piece. We scored on a set piece. And then if Fulham weren't dead at that point, they had opportunities. Ramsdale was forced into at least one um kind of impressive save after that. So it wasn't it wasn't like a foregone conclusion conclusion once Arsenal took the lead um fulham didn't roll over and die so i you know i'm very happy um when i was when i was initially i i I was traveling when the game was taking place and i i couldn't watch it until after the fact i was in the car and my wife the cfo she was uh she was watching the game cast and you know she saw that uh she saw that that gabby had scored and so i (laughs) Gabby Gabriel Mangala scored the which the... which one? Yeah, <laughs> that was exactly my question. I said, "Well, which one?" Um, and it turned out to be the least likely Gabby to score. But hey, I'm happy. Um, it was it was his mistake that gave up the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, Mitrovic, tip to Mitrovic, Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we're happy. Um, let's. Uh, what about uh, this Fulham? Or excuse me. This Forest Forest result. You know, two goals, win, three points. It's good for it's good for uh, Spurs, right? It
1: just—it's um, my grand takeaway from the game—is it's—it's comforting to see that we look comfortable on defense. We don't look panicked. We don't look packed down. We don't look like we're packing the bus,
0: which is very different from a year ago. Yes, a year ago under Nuno, you guys were very compact, very compact, and very, very good defensively. But yep, and, and look confident, but uh, look com- but
1: but non non threatening. Okay, confident. Yeah. Confident we're not gonna concede. Confident toothless. also we're not gonna get yeah, toothless. Confident also we're probably not gonna get it past that field. Yeah. So um <clears throat> so the the first goal was scored on a counterattack where Kane dropped back down a- as he does a lot. He drops he drops very low and makes a feeder pass, gets gets kind of fouled, but the advantage is played. Fair, fair play. Um Gets up and makes the run. Cool, well, coolest FC m- makes the interception. Puts the ball back to him. And it almost looked like, honestly, Dean Henderson didn't expect him to take the shot. It, it, that's what it looked like when you look at it at a couple of angles. Dean Henderson's just flat-footed. And then all of a sudden, he sees the ball coming around. And he's like, oh, well. Because it was to the far post. And he's covering as near where Kane is. And it almost is. Yeah, that, that's the way it felt. It was Dean... He's a better goalkeeper than that. To just give him credit, if he just got fooled, I, I, I don't think Kane's that much, that much more highly. Or something was so interfered that he just co- That's didn't see it. I, I just don't think he expected the shot, and then all of a sudden it was to a point where he knew he couldn't even move, because he he just looked at it and he was like, well, hopefully it's outside the post.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think that, um, happened, that happens to goalies sometimes when they're just caught flat-footed. It shouldn't, but it, it does.
1: It does. It does. Uh, and um, there was a moment uh, of intrigue where they split hairs on a denying a clear goal-scoring opportunity on a set piece that Kane was back backpost uh, and a little bit inside of it on a header. The... Nottingham Forest player goes up in front of him, and if the goal is to this way, this is the hand that hits the ball. Kane's head is right here, yeah, <laughs> ready to head the ball, yeah, and this hand hits it, and the and it was clear straight on. All he needed to do was turn it in, yeah. The the goalkeeper was five five feet away, so if that ball gets over his head, it is a goal. So is that denying a clear goal? Skull- goal scoring opportunity i don't know
0: are you talking about for a red card as well
1: for a red card yes because it because it did give a penalty
0: which kane got blocked so i think that they have gotten rid or at least i i feel like they're trying well at least i know some leagues have gotten rid of the the double jeopardy denial of a goal scoring opportunity red card and penalty so okay where so, he gets all three yeah where you get all three yeah. it's it's a red card a penalty and basically a goal um so i think that might be why um
1: well he still would have i mean there's only gonna be one penalty taken and he missed it anyway it got it got yeah. blocked by dean henderson so that that the goal having the hat trick is a moot point because that wouldn't have happened okay um but it's clearly a red oh <laughs> that's clearly a red
0: um, uh, anyway, still win the game, win the game two split, nothing.
1: Splitting hairs. Yeah. We look confident. That's my big takeaway.
0: Yeah. I think, um, it, it's good. You guys have, uh, who do you guys have?
1: Got West Ham, West Ham,
0: West Ham midweek. And then I think Fulham at the weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So you got, I two, believe that's right. Two London yeah. derbies coming up. So, you know, two, I think winnable games for Spurs, but, um, I don't think they will be, be, they won't be easy in the same sense that Fulham wasn't easy for Arsenal. Um, I think
1: well tomorrow will be easier to pop than bubbles.
0: (laughs) Um, Because they do the little bubbles at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, Because it was all bubbles. Uh, Let's. uh, I do want
1: to touch on one more before we move on to the to the big finale. Uh, I just wanted to make a quick joke. I don't expect how with the game today. uh, How Newcastle or the game on the weekend, how Newcastle expect to score anything with that attack. They're going with a 14th century attack. They have some guy named St. Max attacking with a long St. Max attacking with a long staff. I mean, this is 600 years removed from when this is supposed to be happening. This guy's got a long staff.
0: How long, how long have you been working on that joke? About
1: 30 minutes or so.
0: <laughs> you should have told me beforehand. Cause now I have to change my notes for the timestamps. Uh, but that's a good joke. I like that. Thank
1: you. They, got some, they got some or, <laughs> ordained saint named Max trying to attack with his long staff, and they think they're going to be a good attacking team in the first oh. century. It's ridiculous. <laughs> There's also some wood floating around. Oh, okay. All their, right, their attack was Saint Max, long staff, and wood.
0: Was that the, was that the passing combination?
1: Yeah, and I guess we're gonna I'm gonna keep a roll in it.
0: Let's uh let's talk about let's move on. Yeah, we we're going to. Um so we're gonna talk about Southampton, but we're gonna first focus on United and then pivot to Chelsea um and and kind of tie that in together. So I I, I watched most of the Southampton United game on Saturday, and I will say that I was very disappointed when Bruno scored his goal. Um just because it seemed like Southampton were playing very well in that match and that they had been pretty resolute defensively. I think United were in control of the match, but I don't think that they were so far in control that that they were felt would have felt aggrieved if the game ended nil nil. Um I thought that that Southampton didn't really show a whole lot to, offensively. Um Lissandra Martinez had a great game defensively. He he gobbled up a lot of corners and and just looked really strong defensively and I think Veron does a lot to steady that back line in terms of getting them composed and like orchestrates from the back. I think that's, you know, he's got a huge amount of experience. Um, but then, I mean, Bruno had a great, had, had a great goal. He got, uh, he got a couple yards of space, got a cross in and then just took it on the volley and slot it to the bottom corner. And uh, you know, can't take anything away from it. It was a great goal. And then they see the game out and, and they, they, they get a victory away. And you know, you look at that on paper and you're like, okay, I think Manchester United should be winning away at Southampton. You think that the big 6 clubs should be winning away at Southampton. But a big 6 club didn't do that today. Um Chelsea went to Southampton. Now, Chelsea got an impressive result, I will say, um at at home against Leicester this weekend. Um they went down to 10 minutes. Connor Gallagher got two professional fouls in the first half. Connor Gallagher got two professional fouls in the first 30 minutes. And his second professional foul, which got him the second yellow card and sent off, I think was kind of stupid in my opinion. It seemed like the uh the Leicester player would have had to run 90 yar- 80 or 90 yards to score. Um and I think that there were other players around that would have been able to harass him. And so it just seemed like an experience. Um, but, but, but Chelsea did a really good job of winning that game. I, well, maybe I should say Lester did a really good job of losing that game because they just, they looked I, so this, the first Sterling goal was a deflection, whatever that happens. But then the second Sterling goal, like they just stopped defending and let Sterling have a tap in from three feet away. It was really, really kind of disappointing. Um, but then you fast forward that to today. Southampton hosted Chelsea today. And uh I, I, I didn't watch it because I was watching the the Leeds Everton game. Um but Brad was giving us some notes from what he what he picked up and that you know he it was kind of I guess Reese James was sick today and so didn't play. And he's really looking forward to Fafana finally completing uh his transfer to Chelsea so that they can, I guess, have another defender. But this, to me, doesn't seem like it's Chelsea's issue. I mean, like clearly, clearly defensively, uh, they've, they've let in two goals. But I, I think that that's more a combination of the fact that their midfield, to me, looks weak. Um, I don't think that there's they, they, they have a lot of stoutness in the middle of the park. And Conte's injury... It,
1: yeah, he did also missing, missing Conte. Um, I have been successively pointing out since week one when we played Southampton that this 18-year-old Lavia kid is pretty amazing. He like he really he's a central defensive bid for Southampton. If you guys aren't watching him, you need to be. Um, but he's yeah, I believe he's either Dutch or Belgian and uh, Dutch. He's Dutch. That sounds right. And good. and he really like on the field as a young player reminds me of like a young pogba or a young Wanyama on southampton he's long lanky very comfortable on the ball if you press him he's very comfortable maneuvering out of it very skillful with his feet and makes and then finds the right pass and then today he just happened to be in the right position scores the goal against chelsea like he just just very has a good read of the game he's in the right spot he's very comfortable even when you press him for a young kid that's very impressive and and clearly so far is doing very well. Yeah. <laughs> enough to catch my eye in a loss for Southampton, enough to catch Chelsea's eye when he scored a goal today.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's So. Uh, it, Chelsea I think have bigger they just there's something rotten about them right now, which you know, I don't mind. I'm not, I'm not going to write them off because it's Chelsea. Like, they could go on a tear and, you know, get healthy again. And, and, and I, I think I said before the season, I thought that Chelsea would have a rough first half of the season and then look really, really dangerous after the World Cup. And I still think I stand by that. That I think they've had they've had to bring in a huge number of players, and by all accounts, it doesn't look like they're done yet. Which you know we'll probably talk about a little bit in the in the news episode this week. So definitely check back later this week um, with with the transfer window closing here on Thursday. But it doesn't seem like Chelsea's done in the transfer window. It takes a while if you have to bring in a lot of players um, to integrate and really gel and get going together. And so that's why I, 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 have said, and I still think that I don't think Chelsea are in a bad place, but I think it will take them a couple months to really get going at a high level. Um, so, but that's what we got for the review this week. Um, we would love to hear from you guys in the comments. Tell us about, you know, if you watched a game and we didn't, we didn't touch on it. If you have some gripes with anything that we've said, we'd love to hear from you in the YouTube comments. Um, or you can reach out to us on Twitter. Um, as always, uh, our, our Twitter handles, that that's wh- at WhiteHeart underscore Sean. Uh, not appearing today is at KSBradG. Um, that's Brad. He will definitely interact with you on Twitter. I'm at James Tiffany. We collectively can be reached at, at RedCard underscore radio. Um, and, you know, if you're still listening, you're testing us out for 20 minutes or so, um, we'd love that subscribe button, follow, so you can check back in with us for the rest of the week.
1: Turn on that notification.
0: Yeah, definitely helps the algorithm, and all that stuff. Um, Operation Trick Google is still in full effect. um, So do what we can. Um, But until next time, have a good evening, and we will see you later on this week with the news and then a preview coming up. Take care.